Welcome to the Southwest Iowa Association of Realtors, also known as SWIRE. This podcast keeps SWIRE members up to date on what's new and happening in our organization. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. It is not our intention to solicit the offerings of other real estate brokers. Not a member? We still encourage you to listen. Each week, we provide you with valuable information related to the real estate industry and Southwest Iowa. Welcome to this episode of the Swire Podcast. I'm Todd Studer. In studio today, we have Amy Swoboda, Executive Officer for Swire, and also Amy Hagstrom, your Swire President for 2023. Thank you both for coming in today. What's latest? What's going on over at your office today? Well, I think our big excitement today is that we're uh, talking with Barb Betts, our uh, guest speaker, who's going to come and teach a couple of courses fe- February 17th. She's a national level speaker. We're really excited to have her here. You've heard me talk about her several times. Amy's talked about her. I know we've been kind of <laughs> sending out teasers. Um, today's episode is going to be to really talk to Barb so you can figure out who she is and what she'll be covering in those courses. This is going to be fun. I'm going to learn an awful lot. So uh, if I ask a dumb question, just say that's dumb. So don't say anything else. <laughs> Barb Betts, real estate broker, keynote speaker, just an all around real estate guru joining us today on the Swire podcast. Thank you very much for your time, Barb. You're way out on the West Coast. So we are trying to get all the times uh, going here. But so, you know, it's after lunch for us before lunch for you, right? Yeah, it sure is. Well, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yes, I am out on the West Coast in the southern coast of California, where it is extremely rainy today, which you guys would laugh at, but it's a very exciting day in Southern California when it's pouring rain. So that's what's going on in my world right now. Wish we could send some snow your way. (laughs) (laughs) I wish so too. I love the snow. I love cold weather. So I love it when we get a small dose of it in California. It's going to be 59 degrees tomorrow, which is like really cold in California. Oh yeah, it is. You need the rain. Yeah, we do need the rain. We do need the rain. Well, what kind of things can folks expect when they come and take Barb's class? What's going to be happening here? So Barb is going to be joining us on February 17th, and we are splitting the day into two separate classes. We have an ethics class that Barb teaches, and then we have a real estate by relationship class because that is her forte. So we're splitting the day into two different classes, and they can sign up for one or both. It'd be great to take the whole day. And we're going to have some CE credits for that. And the ethics class will be the four-hour credit class that's required by AAR. So that'll get that checked off your list for the new year. Right, right. How much of your time is spent doing these types of events, Barb? You know, that's a great question. Um, I wouldn't say it's an amount of time. I would just say that I it's my passion. So although I'm a real estate broker with 20 years of experience and I run a boutique brokerage here in Southern California with my husband and I have about... 14 agents that call me broker. Um, My passion really is in teaching and educating um, in our industry. And so it's not really an amount of time. It's just what I truly love to do. So I like to say there's, you know, three versions of Barb. There's real estate broker Barb. There's realtor Barb, who still actively sells every day, which is why I believe what I bring to the industry is a gift because I do truly live in agents' shoes every day. And then the third version of me is the keynote speaker, um, educator, and trainer out there in the industry. Barb, do you want to um, tell us a little bit about the event on the 17th and what that will entail? Sure. Well, you mentioned it, right? Two separate, um, amazing classes, completely different. And you mentioned you hope everyone will come for the entire day. And I do too as well. Um, I will actually give you a real example. I just did both of these courses in um, the Omaha area. 
And the morning, excuse me, the Oklahoma City area, the morning I did my real estate by relationship and the afternoon I did my ethics and the people from the morning course that weren't signed up for the afternoon um, were begging to come and standing room only. So I don't want anyone to fall into that trap of one class getting filled up. And then you come here the morning and you think, oh my goodness, I want to hear more. And I truly believe that's what I deliver. I want you to know it's going to be engaging, entertaining, educational. Um, Some people think, oh, ethics, so boring. And I will totally agree with you. How ethics is taught is usually boring. And um, the online version is a really boring and you really don't learn anything, right? You just click through a bunch of screens. And so I teach ethics from a real active practicing perspective. So I'm going to teach you exactly what the ethics um, articles mean, what they entail, what's contained in them, and then real life examples of what's really going on in our industry. I've been a professional standards hearing officer for years. I'm an interboard arbitrator for the state of California. And I can tell you that I have real life examples that are really going to be interesting to your members. um, And they're going to learn something. They're going to learn some things that they might be doing that they don't realize is unethical. And then they're going to learn some things that they're going to be able to educate their colleagues on that they know in the industry is unethical and how to, you know, have those conversations and, and help their, you know, fellow realtors out. Um, I also build in a ton of risk management. So risk management is my passion. And so we don't just talk about ethics. We talk about how to stay out of trouble in the industry, um, how to ensure that you don't hear about the transaction after the transaction is over. And also how to build better relationships during the transaction, which of course leads into the secondary topic of real estate by relationship, which is how I've built my entire career, how I've done my business, my entire life, how I've mentored and trained the agents that work underneath me. And it's really uh, about talking about the system behind working relationally. I found that most agents are running a word of mouth business and they don't realize it. They think that they're working by referral But the reality is they don't have a system or a strategy that they can point to why they actually get that phone call. When you get a phone call and someone says, hey, I heard about you from Todd, that's great. But if you can't tell me why Todd called you, then that's just a word of mouth business, which means you were really good at what you did when you did it, right? You helped that client. You were good at what you did, and that's great. But how can you apply an actual system so that you can rely on that repeat and referral business. So there's a strategy behind it. There's a mindset behind it. There's a system behind it. And that's what we're going to talk about in the relationship section. Wow. So as you know, I'm kind of a little bit of a fan of yours. You're Um, so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'm super excited for February. We're all a little guilty of like what you just said. We just kind of fly by the seat of our pants and we don't have any systems set up. Was there a point like in your career that you decided to really, you needed to dig down into the relationship side of things or have you always been that way? So great question. And the reality is I've always been a relationship driven person. Relationships are very important to me. So that was a natural mindset I had. But the secondary part of it, of applying an actual system, in my opinion, comes down to managing your priorities, managing your calendar, and having systems in place that allow you to deepen those relationships and make those relationships a priority, right? So you can be a really good person at building relationships. Some people, most realtors, are natural-born relationship people because that's why we're driven to this business. You're driven to this business because you want to help people, right? Most realtors are not driven to this business to, um, as I 
here they taught in the old days, find them, fleece them, and forget them, right? That's a statement that I've heard my entire career. Most realtors are not driven to do the transaction and treat someone poorly and never want to talk to them again. That's just not how most agents are designed. So I see most agents are designed to build relationships. They just don't know how to systematically do it. Why don't they know how to systematically do it? Because they don't have a system. They don't have a system for managing their calendar. They don't have a system for marketing. They don't have a system for lead generation, right? They don't have a system for follow-up. Like follow-up after the sale is one of the most crucial aspects of working by relationship, right? You've got to create that advocate. Advocates don't just happen overnight. So for me, an answer to your question, Amy, was I woke up one day and went, I don't have any systems. I don't have a calendar system. I, I forget to call people back. I don't, I don't get my lead generation done because it's not on my calendar. I don't get my marketing out because I don't plan and prepare it in advance. So I think the real key is understanding that working relationally is not just something that you are created to do. That's a mindset. The actual application of it needs to be a system. Right. Love that. So when you talk about um, systems, it sounds like you're going to cover that in the courses. And I think that's really great, especially for um, newer members or people maybe who are having, struggling to get this to be their, maybe their full-time business instead of their part-time business. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any tips that you would recommend for an agent who's maybe struggling in the current current market? Yeah, for sure. Um, number one thing is understanding that marketing and lead generation are two different things. Uh, I think that we combine them. We think that by lead generating, we're marketing. And when we market, we lead generate. And although there's aspects of both, I think that agents have to remember that lead generation is an active activity that you need to do on a daily basis. Whether it's knocking doors, whether it's calling your database, right? You've got to lead generate every day. Marketing is what puts you in front of the client for brand awareness and top of mind awareness, right? So the number one thing I would say is you've got to be marketing every day consistently. And we'll talk about that, you know, in the short period that we, we go through this relationship building course, we'll talk about how you can market, right? Part of marketing consistently is for me, it's mailing postcards every single month to my database. I send something of value that they don't have to open, that's a a real big key, where they see our face every single month. And the secondary part to marketing is social media, right? Broadcasting, being in front of people. I don't believe that social media is lead generation. Social media is marketing. The conversations you have on social media can be lead generation. But when you're putting out posts and you're putting out content, that's marketing. So you've got to have consistent marketing. If you are a new agent, or frankly, even a veteran agent who woke up in 2020, late 2022, and went, the phone stopped ringing. It's because you're not marketing. And then on the flip side of that, you need to be consistently lead generating. And consistently generation is conversations. It's outgoing communication. It's making someone think of you when you reach out to them. It's asking for business. That's lead generation. And so The two things you need to focus on a daily basis if you have no business is marketing and lead generation. Marketing and lead generation, the activities behind it, will truly solve all problems, in my opinion, through any market that we're in. You're talking about things that are actually not in my wheelhouse, Barb, with with, with marketing in, because having the radio background that I do, uh, a phrase that we used to hear all of the time was frequency and repetition. Mm -hmm that you can't just put one single 30-second radio ad on the air and expect that it's going to have any traction at all. And what you're talking about with social media is is the exact same thing. You have to be consistent. Mm -hmm. Frequency, repetition, these types of things have been around for decades. Yeah. 
yeah, consistency. I always say anything done in real estate consistently will end up working. It's a matter of how much time, energy, and money does it take. And that's why I love working relationally because my time is spent with people I love. I actually like these people. I don't mind going to brunch with a couple of girlfriends who also happen to be clients. That doesn't feel like spending time that's wasting time or time that I don't want to spend. Energy. I love people that like me and I do business with people that like me. So my energy is very well spent. And then money, I will hands down put my PL up against anybody's PL on a daily basis, not from a like gross sales revenue, but from a percentage of profit kept. Working relationally costs far less money than any other typical method in real estate out there. And I went and looked at your website and on your Facebook page, Barb, and I would say that you feel all those things. You feel energy, you feel relationships, love. Um, yep. You're involved in your people, in your people you work with and people mm -hmm. you, you just meet. You just yep. really feel really good looking at your website. You can tell what oh, kind of person you are. Thank you. Well, I will say that the consistency, what that does is everything you just said and then you put the marketing on top of it. Like I always remind realtors, you have to remind people you're good at what you do. Like you have to remind people that you are a real estate professional and that you should be the trusted advisor in their life. You have to do the marketing to remind them of that. Everything else is you're absolutely correct is created by energy and, and conversations and, and putting yourself out there. But there's got to be a level of I know what I'm doing because people people always say it's about no like and trust, right? Real estate is all about no like and trust. Working relationally is all about no like and trust. However, I know a lot of people. I actually like a lot of people. I don't necessarily trust everybody. Just because I know you and like you does not mean I'm going to trust you. You have to give your clients a reason to trust you. And when you give them a reason to trust you, that's when the repeat and referral business happens. While you guys are talking, I'm going to be taking notes. Go ahead. <laughs> and that's what I love about your social media too, Barb, is you're always on it, but and you're so likable and you you're not braggy or anything though. You you know just you get that across that you are confident and you're a professional and you're good at your job, which I love. So yeah, I think there's definitely, you know, there's definitely a, an art to doing that. There's definitely an art to sharing on social media, communicating your value, broadcasting, but then still also being human, right? And everything that we're talking about today, I promise we will talk about in February, but social media is a gift. And if you use social media correctly in your business, where you can communicate your value, broadcast to a large amount of people at one time, and also be human. Show up authentically. I always say people do not care what you do. They don't care what you sell. They don't even care what brand you work for. They care about who you are. At the end of the day, you are a human who sells real estate. And you've got to create a, an environment where people want to work with that human, that person, which is you. Love it. So beyond that too, Barb, we know you're really active with NAR and with the California Association of um, Realtors. Can you tell us what you're doing there and how you see that that benefits your business? Yeah, that's a great question. One I don't get, frankly, asked enough. Um, 
you know, getting involved in volunteer leadership, I actually, you know, I'll tell this story uh, when I come see you guys, but I actually got involved in volunteer leadership because of an ethics case filed against my husband and I. Um, I actually didn't know what my association did. I was a really good realtor for eight years. I sold a lot of real estate and I had no idea what our industry really was about or what our association really did for us until I got that ethics claim filed against me. Now, you'll hear my story. I'm not going to spoil it now, but just so you know, obviously everything went very well for my husband and I through that process. Um, But that was 2011. And because of how that ended up and how, frankly, I handled myself through that process, our director of professional standards called me and said, will you volunteer to be on a grievance committee? So I started my path in association volunteering at the grievance committee level, worked my way up to professional standards, eventually was asked to interview for our board of directors, was elected to have a spot on our board of directors, and like they say, the rest is history. And now I am over-involved at a local, state, and national level. And what I will tell you is I would not be the realtor I am today, I would not be the broker I am today for sure if it was not for my association involvement. And what I mean by that is the amount of information that we are given that we learn, the things that we understand differently, the stuff we know about in advance, right? For instance, the lawsuits. Everyone knows the lawsuits are going on now. Well, if you're an involved director like I am and you guys are, we've known about this for a long time. It's not going to blindside us in the face when things start changing. Let's face it, they already are. And so um, for me, I had no idea how powerful powerful our industry is and the things that you learn. And then what I would add on to that is that now, because I talk about it openly, my clients love that I'm as involved as I am. Because what you will learn is if you get involved and you start talking about the things that you're learning about your communities, about your cities, your counties, your state, and the national level, you will find clients who are just as involved in their industry as you are. And when they find out that you go to your state capitol and talk with elected leaders, or you go to D.C. and talk to congressmen and congresswomen, and they do that same thing for their own industry, you just elevated yourself. When you have knowledge about things that are happening with 1031 exchanges or the SALT taxes, which are a big deal in California, right, the state and local tax cap, you become a even bigger leader in their mind, trusted advisor. Um, And then the last thing I would say is relationships. I mean, you're probably shocked I'm saying it, right? But make your trip work for you. All of my volunteer travel, all of my volunteer commitments, all of the committees I'm on, all of the meetings I go to, I'm making my trip work for me everywhere I go. I'm networking with realtors like you so that when you have a referral for Southern California, there is no other question in your mind who to refer that client to. Because the one thing I've learned through my volunteer leadership, and I've been involved in a lot of organizations that promote referral directories and referrals between members, right? Realtors who volunteer at the local, state, and national level that take the time out to give back to their industry with no payment or compensation are really usually good at what they do. Like if you can take time to go volunteer on the level like we do, you've probably got your business running on all cylinders at home. It just is a fact. 
And so some of the best realtors I know are volunteers in their industry. Don't get me wrong. There's good realtors everywhere. But there really isn't a volunteer I work with that isn't really good at what they do too. So the referrals and the relationships that happen as a result, I, I just can't say enough about. I mean, and lastly, I'll end with, if it's overwhelming and people look at me and they think I'm insane, I understand. Just start at your local level. Just join a committee. Just start going to events. Just start there. Just start showing up, right? Get on a committee, see what's going on, and then see what your level of commitment or what you want to see in your business. And and you do you, but don't just think someone else is doing it for us because that someone else may need to be you. Right. I love that you said that because I think a lot of agents think the volunteer portion is going to take away from their business and their life. Yeah, no. No. I have learned the same things as you've mentioned too, going through leadership and being on our board of directors and all of those things. How do you, you involve, your volunteerism involves like a ton of travel, I noticed. Yeah, it does. It does. How do you even, I know you have a team, how do you manage your time and make the time for those commitments? Yeah. Great, great, great question. I get asked this many times when I step off stage talking about this. I'll have specifically, mostly women. I'm not trying to stereotype, but women are the ones that are sometimes more concerned about time and kids and activities. So I'm just going to say, usually women come up to me after these events and they'll say, I really want to do what you do, but how do I do it? I've got three little kids at home. My answer is, I couldn't do what I do when I had tiny kids, to be honest. I would never sit here and tell you that when my children were 10 and 14, that I could have been on the local, state, and national circuit like I am. I could have, but something would have been sacrificed at home, which is why I say start with one. Start with the local level or start with your local women's council or your local RRC or something like that. Start with one that maybe just has you traveling once a year or twice a year that you can build into your family schedule, whatever that looks like. Don't think that you have to go zero to 100 like I did. To be quite honest, I didn't get involved with my local board till 2015, and that's the year my son graduated high school. And then from then on, the next four years, I was really just involved at the local and state level. And then eventually 2018, 2019, when my daughter was graduating high school, that's when I went on to do everything that I do. So don't beat yourself up. Make it fit into your life, right? Don't make your life fit into volunteering. But as far as managing time, yes, I have a team at home. I have an amazing business partner who happens to be my husband who does travel with me quite a bit, but also stays home so that I can do some of the things that I'm doing. So um, it's not easy. I'm not going to sit here and say that if you're a solo agent with no other help at home, that you can go do what I do. You probably can. Well, you can do anything you want to do, but what's going to be sacrificed at home is my concern for people. So start local, start small, or maybe just do the state or maybe just do national. Like national's two meetings a year. So you can prioritize it if it's important to you. It's just a matter of what fits into your business style at home and your business environment at home. And then more importantly, your family and your personal life. Amy, how do uh, people sign up to be able to get all of this great information in person? Yeah, they can go to iowarealtors.com to the education section, and you can sort by um, either the instructor name or the date. The date, again, is February 17th. 
You can find those courses. There'll be two separate courses. If you sign up for both of them, we will have lunch available for you between the courses because there'll just be a short break in between. Um, it's going to be held at the um, Hoff Family Arts Center here in Council Bluffs, beautiful space. So we hope everyone will sign up. We really look forward to having you there. Barb Betts, Amy Hagstrom, Amy Swoboda, thank you all for being part of the Swire podcast today. We uh, truly appreciate all the great information. And uh, Barb, we're looking forward to seeing you here in Council Bluffs. I am looking forward to it as well. And we thank you for listening to this episode of the Swire podcast. We release new episodes each week. So until next time, take care. <laughs>